0: God, that Him is such a great reminder, is that all that we do, we put our trust in you. And even as life gets hard, or even as we deal with things that may be out of our control, we continue to put that trust in you. So God, as we move into this time. We ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we are starting a new series today based on the book of 1 Thessalonians, which uh, if you follow along uh, the lectionary, we're kind of a week off, but we're just going to plow through anyway. So uh, this lectionary is a way that we can look at all of the Scripture that we have and, and move through it, uh, do it on a timely basis. It, it, it's fun, but yet it's challenging too. It's challenging because you try to bring a new, or not, not necessarily a new, but a way to look at the Scripture to make it alive for where we are today. So our passage for today is the beginning of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1-10. through 10. I invite you to follow along with your Scripture in the Bible, or you can follow along with the words on the screen. Hear the word of the Lord. From Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Thessalonian church that is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to all of you. We always thank God for all of you when we mention you constantly in our prayers. This is because we remember your work that comes from faith, your effort that comes from love, and your perseverance that comes from hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of God, our Father. Brothers and sisters, you are loved by God, and we know that he has chosen you. We know this because our good news didn't come to you just in speech, but also with the power and the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know as well as we do that what kind of people we were when we were with you, which was for your sake. You became imitators of us and of our Lord, which you accepted the message that came from the Holy Spirit with joy in spite of great suffering. As a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The message about the Lord rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place. The news about your faithfulness to God has spread so that we don't even need to mention it. People tell us about what sort of welcome we had from you and how you turned to God from idols. As a result, you are serving the living and true God, and you are waiting for his Son from heaven. His Son is Jesus, who was the one he raised from the dead, and who is the one who will rescue us from the coming wrath. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, one of the things as a uh, pastor, we have the opportunity to do a whole bunch of personality inventories. Maybe you do this in your work too. You have like a special training where you try to figure out what kind of personality you are and how that personality can help you work with other people. So I, I've I've done them all. Uh, you know I've I've done the DISC inventory where I found out that, that I'm a, a CS. I've done the Myers Brig where I'm an INFJ. There's even a, not a new one. It's a it's an ancient uh, test or called the Enneagram that's becoming really popular right now. A lot of people are studying at it and looking at that. And I can tell you that I'm a, a type three on the Enneagram. All of those things are ways that I can identify my personality and, and, and how I can relate with other people. Now, there's another way that we have to identify who we are. And, and if you're an Internet-savvy person, you may know this as the BuzzFeed method. If you look on BuzzFeed, there are a whole bunch of different uh, tests and quizzes that you can tell to see what kind of personality you are. Like there's quests out there that say what kind of career you should have. There's quizzes out there that should tell you which state is the best state for you to live in. And whenever I took that quiz, it said I was supposed to be in Pennsylvania. And as cold as it is today, I'm going, there is no way in the world I'm going to Pennsylvania. There's even a quiz that says, what kind of cookie are you? Whenever I took that cookie, I'm a chocolate chip cookie, whatever that means. But, you know, these are ways that we can identify who we are. Paul, in our introduction to 1 Thessalonians, he is having kind of a quiz and, and he's answering a question from the Thessalonians and for those that are around Thessalonica about who Paul is. And one of the first things that Paul says, he says that we always give thanks for all of you. See, Paul knew that even though he was traveling around the different cities and, and this letter he wrote probably when he was in Corinth too. Uh, Thessalonica, he was telling them that the words and the message that has continued to get back to him, he just gave thanks. He gave thanks because of all of the wonderful things he saw the people of the church doing. Now, I will admit, I have a couple of crutches when it comes to preaching, and this is probably one of them that I hit on over and over again but i think it's an important reminder especially in the world that we live in today that we fail to give thanks scripture tells us that we should give thanks in all situations and and i wake up in the morning and i give thanks for this amazing congregation for all of the work that we do. You know, When I think about the fall, I think that has to be one of the busiest times in the life of the church. There are so many activities going on. Not only around the church with new classes being started. But if you look out into the city and the community, there's a whole bunch of things going on. And we covered almost every single one of them. But the good news is it wasn't just one group of people that was running from one event to another. Way back at the beginning of August, we had a back-to-school bash, and our, our uh, faith-forward class, our, our young families class, they are the ones that went out on Main Street to welcome kids and hand out school supplies. Then we had a group, uh, one other class called the Genesis class that went out and helped with our trick-or-treat that was on Wednesday night. They were out there passing out candy. And I think Wanda said in the early service that all of the candy that you all brought to make that happen was handed out to kids that were walking up and down Main Street. Then we had our mission department that was in charge of our booth at uh, Fun Fest this year that the chamber held, and we had uh, entertainment on the stage. We had church members that were in charge of that. We Just all of these events, that just makes me tired. But I am so thankful that I didn't have to do it all. Because you all know what it means to be the body of Christ, to be out sharing the good news in tangible ways so people can see Christ in you. See, that doesn't even talk about the ministries that we have in our church. You know, April talked about how our children's ministry is starting to grow and how people are volunteering to be a part of that we have volunteers that help out every Thursday and every Saturday and other days over at our daily bread food pantry making sure that those ministries are are strong and able to support those who are in need this is a great time to think about giving thanks isn't it as we move into November and of course Thanksgiving towards the end so I'm, I'm, I'm putting up a challenge for you all starting today. If you are a social media tech type of person and you like to get on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, we are going to have a hashtag throughout all of November. So when you want to post something that you're thankful for, just add hashtag first give thanks. That means so many different things. Number one, we're, we're First a Methodist Church of Royce City, of course, so... There's that first. But you know, it's a reminder that as a church, the very first thing that we should do is always give thanks. When things are hard, when things are difficult, when we may have trials, we know that we should first Give thanks because we have a love from a God who who sent his son for us, who, who allowed us the opportunity to build relationship with each other in this space, but also gave us the opportunities to find ways to serve others. So this November, I hope to see a lot of hashtag first give thanks. Plus, we're going to do something else. In Wesley Hall, where we have our coffee and our donuts and our fellowship between the services, we're going to have a wall dedicated for our first give thanks. So we'll have post-it notes, and we invite you to go over and fill out a post-it notes and just place it up on the wall to show all of the different ways that we give thanks because of what God has done So I hope you participate in that because we have a lot to be thankful for, friends. We have amazing things to be thankful for. I think another way that Paul identified himself is that he was showing that not only was he giving thanks for the people around him, but he was also giving thanks because he was able to live out his faith. See, we live out our faith because we know that, that God has changed us and God has moved inside of our lives. There's a fancy word that we like to use for that, and it's called conversion. That once we accept the love and grace that Jesus has given us, we then change. We then allow that grace to move in our lives so that we are no longer who we were, but we continue to grow into the love and grace that Jesus has given for us. See, I believe that Paul was sharing with the Thessalonians that, that they need to have an active faith so that their lives can be changed, so that they can change the lives of those around them. See, conversion just isn't hearing the stories of Jesus. Conversion is hearing those stories and then taking steps in your life to be different, to have that change deep-rooted inside of your heart. That way you know how God is calling you to breathe, to move, and to act. My friends, conversion is so important in the life of the church. Brennan Manning would always say, a a theologian that I love to read who passed uh, several years ago, is that God loves us as we are, not as we should be, because none of us are as we should be, but God doesn't want to leave us as we are. God wants us to continue to grow, to continue to shape our lives so that we can be an example, so that when others can look at us, they too can give thanks for the light that we bring into others' lives. Over the next four weeks, we'll continue to dig into this book of 1 Thessalonians, and we invite you to follow along. Next week, we'll be in chapter 2. Read through the chapter and see how God is moving in those words to help you grow as a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear God, as we continue to give thanks, as we continue to to see how you are moving in our lives. Help us to see your love just active in us. Help us to see how we can continue to make a difference because you have made a difference for us. So, Lord, we lift these prayers up to you. In the name of the one who gives us life and life abundantly, to Jesus our Lord, amen.